Hey, this is Brian Jump. Welcome to the SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. We go over actionable tips that have served my business well over the last 30 years, and hopefully they'll be beneficial to you too. SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. Little Jane's Addiction there. Old stuff. Going way back. 90s, I think. You guys remember the show Entourage? That was the lead-in song. It's a good song. So what's up, man? How you guys been? Hope you had a good weekend. You know my usual questions, right? Oh, you're a first-time listener. All right, let's go through the rundown. So we talk about paintless dent repair. We talk about automotive reconditioning. We talk about how to build a better business. We talk about creating more income and wealth, maybe even generational wealth, I don't know. Um, Something to help you take care of your family, provide for, right? So so anyway, um, back to what I was asking. How was your weekend? Hopefully good. Spend a little time with some family, I hope, or friends. Have some good food, have some, some beverages maybe. Maybe not. Maybe you're into the herb. Whatever it is, man. Hope you had a good time. Um, played it safe. So yeah, so things are good here. We uh, um, didn't work the whole weekend, thank you, which is a good thing. Um, but we did work. We had uh, quite a lot of stuff going on. Um, projects, really. I mean, we had a lot of customers coming. We had a lot of estimates. But um, no, it was it was good. It was really good. Um, Let's see. We got some, I made some notes here, so I get it down. Uh, we had a Sunbeam Alpine, which the car was a backup car to a famous movie from the 50s called To Catch a Thief. And Cary Grant and Grace Kelly, amongst others. Um, really cool car. Cool lineage. Um, a little bit of PDR. I did a dent in the quarter panel. And then we had some paint and body, which... We blended, I say we, Jeff, the professor, blended the left door into the fender with no body lines, just a straight up blend, single stage, and we used a base clear coat, two stage. So, and it worked. Never done it. We didn't know. We're like, hmm, uncharted waters here. Let's see what happens. Could be some sharks, but uh, no, it was good. It was real good. So that Sunbeam, uh, Ferrari came in earlier in the week, Camaro, classic Camaro, 68 um, and not to be outdone, forget about movie cars, forget about Ferraris, Amazon van. That's right. Yep. Had so much fun working on that thing. Some PDR. We had a crushed corner. I got to do the front nose or the roof. The guy stuffed it under a, lo- a low overhang at Taco Bell. Um, broken step, all kinds of shizzle. So no complaints though. It's a good account. They pay us same day. You do the work. Run a credit card that afternoon. It's all good. So, um, 
very thankful to have those guys. Um, and they're just easy to deal with. Hey, here's what we want. Here's what we need. Can you do it? Yes. How much? Here it is. Okay, great. Here's the van. Great. Thank you. And then when you're done, here's the van. Oh, the work looks great. Run the card. All right. Thank you. See you next time. Um, so yeah, so that was cool. So that happened. Um, and then over the weekend we worked on, uh, Oh, had a Jeep Wrangler, nothing special. It was one of those things where you do repair, you give the customer the car and all of a sudden there's a dent that nobody saw. And it happened to be on the very same door that we replaced. So I'm like, all right. And it was a fist size dent. It's not like a little, a little schmitzer, right? So I'm like, there's no way. So I asked the guy that helped me adjust the door who I was with. I go, did I miss something? He's like, no, that's definitely wasn't there. So sometimes you end up doing free stuff, right? Which we all love to do. Love it. Um, yeah, that guy, and then just some other boring shit. But yeah, we just ended up working on some Porsche stuff and Volkswagen van stuff over the weekend and cleaned up our shop um, in anticipation of company. We've got company coming over for dinner. We've got a new student coming in on Monday. I think his name is Jesse. I should know his name. I don't. He's coming from a BMW dealership out of uh, Phoenix, the Phoenix, the greater Phoenix area. So I'm excited about that. Get to meet some new friends. Get to train up some uh, BMW staff, which will be good. Um, so yeah, so that's all good. So good weekend. Um, a little house cleaning for the new student that's coming in. And we're all ready to rock and roll. And then uh, I think this Tuesday, the wife and I are going to some... I don't know if you guys catch Netflix, some of those food shows, but there's some famous pizza place that's on there. And I'll tell you guys after I go, let you know what I think of it. But... Um, but uh, if you like pizza, that is. But this is some dude who's just like, like he's like supposedly kicking everybody's ass. Like he's an American, but like the Italians are coming over. They're like, how are you doing this kind of guy? You know, so he's got a real strong rep and a following. So I don't even know how. I mean, she made a reservation. It was like three months out, you know. Um, I think part of the thing is, and he's got two restaurants. One's in Phoenix and one's in L.A. So we're not going to Phoenix. Um, we're going to hit the one in L.A. So, but uh, that should be good. I'm excited about that. But uh, other than that, new week rolling in. So on to the podcast. So here we go. We're going to talk about some uh, some cool things. Um, so what would you do if you could have a high-profile client? And there are dudes out there, high-profile dudes and dudesses that are into cars. I mean, I knew a dude one time that uh, hooked up Shaq, and he used to do like um, – like lowrider cars for like like stars and shit. And not everybody can leverage that. Not everybody can take advantage of that or know what to do with it. But I think the right people, it can it could be a gold mine. I know uh, my wife's a hairstylist and so is my, my stepson. And there's a, a dude in the space who did a star. And and once he did took care of her and did, did her hair for like a show or something, um, that was it. He was like a made man. Like all everybody said, okay, oh wow, this is the guy. Okay, and then everybody starts flooding to your to his door, right? So, can that happen with a PDR tech? I don't know, probably not. But maybe. I mean, hair is more of one of those things that that a lot of the high profile people need. But at the very least, I mean, the worst possible outcome you could get from it would be the the other clients you have trust you. All right, you have more authority and more built in trust because you served that client and they were happy, right? Um, so I was starting to think, I'm like, who, who is high profile that has cars? You know, and I know Jeff McGill does some high profile car guys, but, but those are car guys. 
You know, does he do any stars and stuff? And I don't know, Jeff, do you? You probably do. I mean, him and I just, I don't think he's starstruck, nor am I. I'm, I'm simply, simply bringing this up for business purposes. But I thought about that Gabriel Iglesias guy, the fluffy dude, the comedian, the heavy set Latin guy, um, does all the girl, kid voices and shit. And he's got like over several million dollars in Volkswagen bus collection. And it's here in SoCal. And whoever's taking care of that guy's cars, that could be a PR goldmine, you know, because that dude's pretty well known, you know. And then I thought, well, who else? Who else? Somebody that's got some cool cars. And there's a lot of stars that, that have a couple nice cars of their own, right? But not like a collection like Gabriel does. But um, like Keanu Reeves is into motorcycles and he has them custom built and all that. And if somebody wants to have a brand, just build a, a now he's, he's an A-lister, right? That's a, that's a top shelf dude. So it's, it's people like that, like Gabriel or Keanu or somebody. If you took care of these kind of people, I think your career is pretty much set at that point. You'd have to really fuck up to, to not be set in stone, right? So I don't know. Like I said, so why do I bring that up? I mean, maybe you're in uh, Podunk, uh, East, East Cherry, Idaho or something, and there's not a chance you're going to – maybe there is. Maybe there's like, you know, maybe Harrison Ford's got a ranch out there. You know, I don't know. But I'm just kind of planting a seed right now to saying what could happen. You could, you could align yourself with the star, you know, and then all of a sudden you're the person who serves the stars. I've trained a couple of people. I trained a detailer. All, I think I've talked about this. All he did was rock and roll families up in L.A. This was like just after the hairband uh, implosion or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I also trained another dude who was out in Sweden or Switzerland, and he had a handful of stars, and that's, that's what his clientele was. So if you're in the in circle, you're in, you know, these people will trust you. They know you do good work and that's it because they don't want to take risks. You know, they don't need no stalkers. They don't need no freaks. People they can trust around their family, around the house, coming inside, you know, whatever, grab the keys, get shit done, throw them back in the bowl, run the cards, see you next time. You know, that's kind of the way, it, way it, at least from my experience, that's the way it rolls. And yeah, I mean, in California, I've met a lot of stars. Don't get me wrong. Most of, the t- most of them were before I was into this business. And even during when I was in the business, I still didn't think about selling or marketing myself. Um, we have a lot of contacts in the music industry, and I'm, I've met a lot of talent back in the day. And it just wasn't, I'm not considering trying to pitch somebody. You know, if it happens, it happens. But I'm not, oh, hey, they said you do this. Okay, great. I'm not going to be the one saying it. So it's kind of the way I roll. So um, I had a former student uh, hit me up. Actually, I had quite a few uh, former student comments and and reader listener mail, which we'll get into the next podcast. It was a lot. It was quite a bit. We've had a lot of comments come in over the last few few weeks. Um, <laughs> but one of these, and I'm, I, he, he told me not to say his name nor where he operates. So, mum's the word, man. My lips are sealed. Somebody asked me to keep a secret. I keep a secret. Steve. Ah, just kidding. His name's not Steve. Billy. No. But. Uh, so what he's doing is he shared this technique with me. He said I could share it, but um, I just can't, like I said, see, say who's doing it and where they're doing it. So he's basically shrilling. And if you don't know what shrilling is, it works. Um, you, it works. I'll, I'll give you an example where it works at the car auctions. And I used to see shrills all the time. <clears throat> and what, So they're selling a car. And if you're not like a local at that auction, there's guys that will bid up the bidding, Right. Shrilling happens in an, in an auction environment, but it also happens in other environments. Um, 
So there'd be guys that they would fake bid the car and then they would step off of it, hoping that somebody else would step up. And then the seller, when it hit the number, he would, he would, you know, say, okay, go ahead and let it loose, you know, sell it for 10 grand or whatever it was. But so the, the shrills would run the bid up. So the guy would get the, you know, fake interest and all that. And if you think this is against the law, you're probably right. I think it is. But I will tell you this before I give you the example of this former student, what he's, what he's doing. Companies like Reddit, Reddit was a shrill. They, they faked a bunch of people on their, on their form before people uh, started flocking to it and they built it up. Same with Airbnb. Airbnb completely bullshitted themselves throughout Craigslist and stuff. Craigslist themselves was, was a bunch of shrills. And LinkedIn. Nobody was going to, will you go to a restaurant where there's nobody inside? No. If the chef and the freaking waiter is standing outside with a towel in their hand waiting for people to come in, what does that say? Everybody's going to think that place sucks it's, or it's sus or it's, it's shitty, right? Well, the same goes for like a social media platform, right? You got you to seed it. When we, when we, I told you guys, when we were doing um, some of our retail hail, one of the tricks was we would park at least four or five cars. We may have to rent them. We park them out around the tent up by the street to make it look like we have a bunch of customers in there. If, there's, if the parking lot's empty, nobody's coming in, and, and it makes sense. That's human nature. You know, If there's a hot chick in the restaurant, everybody's ignoring her. She doesn't know. You might even question, is she hot? You know, why is anybody freaking flocking over? You know, I don't know. Why do I use that example? I don't know. Maybe I've been there. Um, maybe not. So on to what, uh, let's call him Bobby. On to what Bobby did or is doing. So he's got a little network, and he didn't tell me how it works. But he'll make a post, and I think we maybe I've even had that. I've had this idea, but I've never, never actually done it in, in mass like he's doing it. And he'll he'll post up on um, social media like Instagram and Facebook, and he'll say, "Hey, I'm looking for an ex, you know, a dent guy, or I've got a collision, or whatever." And then he'll have his shrills post in and say, "You know what? I am too, or I did, and I used these guys, and they were great." And then before anybody else can even jump on top of it, he'll have three or four people that mention him. And it usually only takes one or two, he said. Once you've got one or two, no matter what everybody else says, you're going to at least get hit up from that person at one point. And, and you've got yourself an opportunity to score some business. And I said, I said, you know, I said, I said, I said, bitch. I said, um, <laughs> that's a Key and Peele sketch that I saw that day. It was super funny. Um, if you know who Key and Peele are, they're pretty funny dudes. But um, yeah. So I asked him, I go, is, so is this something you do on occasion? He's like, no, I do pretty much, I rotate it. I do it once a month and I go into different cities in, in my area. And he's like, it works like a charm. I'm like, and people aren't, aren't, aren't wise to it. He's like, if I did it every week, yeah, they'd be wise to it. He's like, that's where it's just, you, it's a balancing act, he said. And so Instagram, Facebook, I don't know if he's doing anything else. I didn't ask. So that, that he said, that's driving about 20% of his business. And I'm just like, geez, almost a third of your business is through shrilling. And he's like, yeah. So is it right? I ask you guys. I put it out to the peanut gallery. Is it wrong? I don't know. Um, but just remember, Reddit, Airbnb, LinkedIn are doing for did forms of that to, to grow. So, and maybe this guy eventually will have enough business and referral that he doesn't need to doesn't need to, to fake it till he's made it. A um, couple other things. We were uh, we had a customer come in with an Audi e-tron GT. If you haven't seen one of these machines yet, you should. They are sick. It is the e-tron itself is sick. I've done a couple of those, but this GT, it's flat, it's wide, it's mean. It just looks like, uh, yeah, I, I had some all kinds of things that came into my mind, but none of them were for family consumption. It just looks wicked. 
Um, so he's like, Hey, I want to, I want a PPF, you know, I, I want to do ceramic. Um, I don't have any dents yet. I mean, the car was like literally like two days old and my, my neighbor just tinted it. I'm like, no problem. Here's, here's a bid for PPF. And then, and he said, what about my wheels? I want I'm, those silver wheels. I want to make them black. I go, and I'm looking at this car and I'm like, yeah, we could paint them. And I'm thinking to myself, ah, oh, man, I can't probably $80,000 plus car. I'm like, you need to powder coat them. And which was just me shooting him straight. And we don't do powder coating. You know, I could, but, and it's the right thing to do. And, but, and so the guy's like, yeah, okay, thank you. And we set the appointment for the PPF and the ceramic. And he appreciated me shooting him straight saying, you know, I'm said I could paint him, but if you want it to last a long time, go powder coating. And then I thought for a moment, I'm like, why, why aren't cars powder coated? You know, I mean, and, and then we started kind of, I, I never, I haven't looked on Google, so I don't, I'm sure, and maybe some of you guys already know, you probably do. Like I said, I never profess to be the smartest guy in the room by a long shot. But powder coating lasts a long time, you know, but it's usually on aluminum, right? And I, I bet you if you powder coated steel, maybe you can't, number one, or number two, if you do, if it chips, maybe that's a, uh, it's a shit show for rust, I'm guessing. Because otherwise, why not? Powder coating lasts a long time. I, I believe you can make it shiny. Um, so it, I don't know. That just seemed to me like like something that's just like, why? The last week was like invention week. I was just, you ever go through that where you're just all of a sudden getting some ideas and you just, you need to get like a notepad out. Like you wake up in the middle of the morning, it's like 2.30. Your wife saw snoring, freaking drooling on, on your shoulder. But then you're like, oh man, you know, three-headed pizza monster, you know, or something. That's a great idea. Um but yeah, and then I had another one. We were working on that Amazon van, and holy crap, I got stuck doing the roof because because Professor was doing some other shit, and I I literally had about a three foot by two foot area that I had to bondo. It, you know, we PDR the much as much as we could, but it was thrashed. It, it needed bondo, then it needed it needed uh we need to skim it. So um, when you're sanding that much area, I I had what's called a um. Oh my God, what is that thing called? It's like a long freaking shaving two inch wide uh, trim sander like Dealey. Like, like but it wasn't, doing, it wasn't sanding enough. And then I thought, shit, why don't they have a belt sander for Bondo? And maybe they do. I don't know. I would have told, could have totally used oh, air, air file. That's what it was. Air file. That's what I was using. Um, and it's still with 150 grit. It took me forever in a day. And then my hands, it just felt like I'd run, been running a jackhammer after running that thing all day long. And then of course you got Bondo in the air, and you, you know, even when you wear a mask, you, it still gets into your system, and you feel like you just smoked a, a freaking pack of non-filtered camels. Um, it's just, it's not good. Um, so yeah, belt sander for big job Bondo jobs, like if you're doing something big, like a van or like a sideswipe. Where, I mean, most people would probably cut out the panel, right? But we don't, we don't tuna can roofs where we're at. We're, we're, we're supposed to be a dent and scratch shop, but every now and then we, we bite off too, more than we can choose. But you guys would be proud. I, we had a car come in. It had a core support, needed hood, fenders, grill, bumper, the whole nine. Radiator was leaking. What do you think I said? I said, sorry, which sucks. I hate to say, I'm sorry, I can't take that seven grand. But stay in your lane, right? People ask you, hey, I mean, I'm turning down motorcycle dents, motorcycle tank dents. I just, yeah, can I do them? Yeah, do I want to do them now? I got plenty of cars. Why should I sweat it on a motorcycle fender? or a gas tank. And for all you guys that do it, I applaud you. I applaud you. Do those motorcycles. Make money. Get paid. I even had a kid who worked for uh, Harley-Davidson. 
And he said, hey, I want to get trained in PDR and I want to learn how to do motorcycle PDR for the dealership. And I said, I can't help you. Go check out Daniel Grom. You know, he's the motorcycle PDR guy. If he's doing training, that guy will know his shit and he'll teach you. I'm not the guy. And I'm just not. I just, and by choice, you know, I just do not want to, I don't want to do refrigerators. I don't want to do garage doors. I don't want to do appliances. There's enough cars on the road that I can do those. And sure, I'd much rather belt sand bond on the, on the roof of a, of a Amazon truck. All right, a couple more things and then I'll cut you guys loose. School, class is almost over. Um, Shane and, uh, let's see, Bryce Kelly. Um, God, why can't I get Shane's last name? Uh, it'll come to me. Anyway, Bryce Kelly, Matt Moore, and Shano are having a, uh, a, like a big dent repair. Oh, it's in Geddes Arrelson too. If you, if you like big dents, and I've been following this guy, honestly, I'm proud to say, I think I found him right at the beginning. I was searching through Facebook, and Facebook's al algorithm is pretty good about connecting you with what you like to watch. And no, I don't watch porn. I watch big dents. My wife can sleep all day long knowing, no, well, knowing that I don't, my, my TNA is, is big dense. Um, anyway, this Geddes guy, G-U-E-D-E-S, Errolson, I think it's A-R-I-L-S-O-N maybe. And maybe I hacked, hacked that up. He's Brazilian, but he's coming out too. So Bryce is connected with this dude and, and Shane Jacks, that's it. Shane Jacks, Bryce Kelly, Matt Moore. I think it's at Matt Moore's shop. He's got a real kick. I saw a video. This place is, it is gorgeous, guys. It is professional. It's big. Somewhere in Georgia, um, I think it's in June. You got to check it out. They're pubbing it everywhere. I'm gonna try to get some of those guys on to talk about it, um, and I strongly encourage you to research it. I'm gonna try to get out there. June's not never an easy month, but but uh, you know what? Depends on when they're gonna do. I'm supposed to be going to Europe in June, but I thought I heard somebody call my voice. Um, but anyway, but yeah, check that out. It will definitely be worth its its weight in gold. Um, and that's it. We're 21 minutes in, almost 22 minutes, guys. I appreciate your ears and eyes. I love you all uh, dearly. I love you all like an ex-ex girlfriend. Um, what do we got to do? Please review the podcast. Please rate it. Please subscribe if you do. Um, we got some new videos coming out on, on YouTube and stuff. We got a new videographer. Uh, finally got some of those things out of post-production, so they should start going up. Let me know what you guys think about that stuff. And that's it, man. I appreciate you guys. So tell your grandmothers, and we will catch you in the next SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. Bye-bye for now.